Hello and welcome to another episode of Brain Fart. This one specifically being number 13. Lucky number 13. Cool. I'm excited. Um, I just woke up from a nap, so if I'm sounding a little bit, ooh, woohoo, then it's probably the nap. But here I am, we're recording, and let's be real, it's been a good week. Like, a good health week. Like, it's been a while since I had an episode, which was just really cool. Um, and I've just been feeling better. I've just been feeling a little bit more, I don't know, able to do things. Like, not as worn out. Obviously, I'm still taking naps every day. But, I don't know. More, more productive, maybe. Who knows? So I just wanted to check in with that, I guess. There is some, I'm doing something differently, um, but I'll probably tell you about it in a different episode. I'm going to like, let, I'm just going to, I want like, I want to spend a little bit more time doing it or with it before I'm like, hey, this is really helping because like, first of all, no. Second of all, as we know, like things work for different people. And that's always the case. Everyone is their own specific case and they're going to have their own feelings and feelings of different things and working and yeah, that, that whole spiel. Um, so I guess let's just, I was going to say, let's just get into the topic. And then I was going to be like, oh yeah, this is also what I'm doing. So I wasn't going to be getting into the topic. Um, but yeah, that didn't make any sense. Here we are. We're waking up. We're feeling good. It's the sun's going down outside. The wind is calming down a little bit. I go to California tomorrow. Things are exciting. Okay, now we can begin. <laughs> so I think this week, let's talk about doctors not believing you. Is that, hmm, okay, let's not put the blame, let's not blame, let's rephrase that, let's do this together, let's talk about, here we go, let's talk about advocating for yourself in a doctor's office, and I'm going to be honest, it's weird and it's kind of hard, it's definitely a hard thing to do to be able to step back and say, okay, wait a second. Let me gather my thoughts. A million things are going on. You have a million things, but this is exactly what I'm feeling. And this is what's happening to me. And this is, these are the facts. These are the facts that I know about myself. Like I've created a journal or I've compare like it just th like doing things to really help yourself i don't know um speak to what you're feeling personally i find it helpful to have someone with me i know that can be like a touchy subject because sometimes it's like i don't know it's personal you don't want someone there but like i pick someone that i really really trust and it's good to have them there I mean, especially when you're dealing with, like, 
I don't know, neurological issues. Like you, you don't want to be forgetting something that's really important. And so a lot of the time, like I'll bring my mom or Martin will come with me. Like if I'm on the East coast, but if I'm on the West coast, it's going to be my mom. And having that woman advocate for me has made all the difference, not advocate for me, but like both of us advocating for advocating for myself at the same time. It's really like having someone there to have your back. And trust me, I've had my fair share of doctors not believe you, or not believe you, not believe me. And it, it's hard. It's hard when you have chronic illnesses that are rare because it's gonna take time. And I remember my mom telling me that at the beginning of my journey and her just mentioning to me and almost like pulling me aside and saying, hey, I've been, I've been doing a lot of reading. There's a lot of forums and there's a lot of people out there who are dealing with this kind of stuff. And a lot of them, a lot of them say that it's taken them years to get to where they're at or to get diagno- like a diagnosis. And I remember at the time just thinking, like, oh, God, I hope that's not me. <laughs> like, I hope, I hope we can figure it out before that. And I always in my head was like, yeah, like, we kind of, I feel like it didn't take that long. But I look back and I look back to all the doctors and all of the alternative medicine and all of the tests and the years, and I go, wait, that was me. <laughs> and so going through so much of that, like, you start to talk differently to doctors, and you start to learn more about yourself. Or it, I did. I learned how to approach things differently and how to say things in a way that would make them listen to me a little bit more. And I think, and I think that's hard. Doctors are seeing lots of people in a day and obviously they don't know every medical thing that there is to know. Like, yeah, they went to med school. Yeah, they did. They did the thing. Like they learned about it, but like, who knows? Like when it comes to rare diseases or especially like chronic diseases or autoimmune diseases in which like they're finally like learning more about it, but like it's not really like completely on their radar the entire time. It took my brother months to be diagnosed with celiac disease when he was really young. He was like five because people didn't know what it was. So they didn't know to test for it. It just was off their radar. And so it might seem like doctors aren't believing you or like finding out what's wrong with you, but maybe they don't know either. And trust me, it doesn't make it any easier for someone to tell you to your face like, oh, yeah, you're in the ER. Yeah, you can't remember your name. Yeah, we tested you for being on drugs, but maybe you just need to eat this sandwich and drink some water and you'll be fine. It's like that someone telling you that and you're like, it feels like my brain is exploding. How can you tell me that I just need to eat a sandwich and go home? Like (laughs) that just feels that just feels so silly to hear that. So 
trust me, I've been there. It's, it's hard. And then, and then it becomes a thing of questioning yourself. I remember when I was back in the hospital for the second time and I was there and I was having these seizure-like symptoms and the next morning a doctor came in and she goes, You're, you don't have epilepsy, these aren't epileptic seizures, so they're not real. And I was like, what? What do you, like they feel real. They're very real to me in this moment when I'm like tense and shaking and my eyes are rolling back and I can't stop that. But then you start questioning yourself and you're like, is there something maybe like slightly off psychologically in my body? Like what is going on? Why am I do, why am I like, I'm doing quotation marks, faking this, these seizures, like, is my body wanting attention that I didn't know it needed? Like, I don't know. It just like, you start to question everything. And then, and then someone else finds a little glimpse of something on an MRI. And then you're, then they, then the ball starts rolling. Then the snowball is going down the hill and things start picking up and you start taking the right tests and things are going and they go, oh, now we're putting together the pieces. Sorry, you weren't faking it. It was your body coping with this greater thing that you had that we didn't find at first. And so the initial first questioning was misplaced. Let's, let's say that. And so that's really hard. That's really hard when you're going through something. And especially with pseudotumor cerebri, literally uh, in the name, it says fake tumor. There's Part of diagnosing it is there's not really anything on the scan to see and diagnose because it's like, okay, you look at the scan, you say there's not a tumor, you're still having tumor-like symptoms. With me, like they ended up seeing a shadow of fluid like pressing on one of my optic nerves and that's what made them do the spinal tap and made them take the precautionary steps to test and that's when they found out, oh wait, there are all of these other things are pointing to the yes direction. So let's say yes. Um, and I was lucky to have a doctor who knew about it. And so from then on, it's like at least I had that. But then, but then it took a lot of doctors to figure out the other things that were wrong with me. And a lot of doctors questioning and taking a lot of tests. And a lot of like coming back and doctors saying, oh, well, actually, I don't think you have pseudotumor or idiopathic intracranial hypertension. I think they misdiagnosed you and me going, wait, what? And then another doctor saying, no, of course you have it. And it's like getting all of these opinions and not quite knowing what to do with them and saying, okay, yeah, like we know this about this, but I need help with this. And it's like, you're coming in with all of these facts and doctors aren't quite getting it and it's frustrating and it takes years to diagnose you and it's all you can say is this is what I'm feeling and like let's be real we're in a different era now to where we can look up things on the internet and I know that's so taboo going into a doctor's office being like hey I looked up my symptoms online and it says I have this but honestly like that was helpful for me being able to look up 
certain things and putting them together and saying, hey, I know I have autoimmune things in my family. Hey, like, let me add these other factors in to see if something comes up or going in and just asking, saying, hey, <laughs> I know, I know I'm not supposed to look up my symptoms on WebMD or do this, but I did some research. I looked this up. Could this be a possibility? Just asking the question, hey, could this be a possibility? Or knowing that something's wrong and advocating for a test for yourself and being like, hey, is it completely out of the question to get an MRI or to get a CAT scan or to do this test that I think would be beneficial in helping me or at least give us a clue. And if it doesn't, it could rule out so many things. So let's just try it. Let's do it. And I know it's like not, it's expensive and it's not doctor's first in, first instincts to be like, yeah, let's do that specific scan or let's do that. But like, I think there's something to be said about going in and being like, hey, let's check this out. And I know other people who are listening who deal with a lot of medical issues probably have faced this a lot where you just have to walk in and be like, Hey, I need some blood tests done. I need you to check my iron. I need to see if my thigh, my thyroid is producing still like I need to figure these things out. And I need you to help me along the way with that. And it's like, you just like are going in and laying down the facts. I mean, I go into doctors now. I know what my pain scale is. That's another thing. That's another hard thing, like trying to like convey to doctors or other people. Like everyone's pain scale is different. When they ask you, what's your pain on a scale of one to 10? It's always going to be different for every other person. Like I was talking to a friend and her pain scale for 10 was, oh, I'm like crying hysterically. And my pain scale for number 10, it's passing out from pain. And it's like, there's nothing wrong with the difference in that. It's just like acknowledging the fact that there's a difference. And so sometimes I go into doctors or I go to hospitals and I say, this is only, a, this is a four or this is a five. And that's, that's usually a seven or eight on someone else's scale. So I've had to like shift the way I talk to people to kind of have a common understanding and a common knowledge of what I'm feeling and what's going on. But yeah, I go, I go into doctors now and I, I know things with my body. And especially now that I've like figured out so much about my body and what's happening, I can go in and be like, Hey, Oh, a train just went in the background. I wonder if you didn't hear that, then this is just going to sound crazy, but <laughs> there was a train. Um, where was I? I get so distracted so easily. Um, I'm just going to start here. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> um, but it's like go going in, I kind of know where I stand with my body. And I'm like, okay, these are the pains I usually feel every day, but this pain is different. Like this is the thing. And I need to just like make sure this is okay. And it's not something else that's being affected by my other illnesses. Like all of this crazy stuff. I'm not going to lie. I still have the fear of going into the doctor and it being nothing. And like that one doctor telling me you're faking it has completely changed the way I think about my body. Even though I don't want to, like, even though I wish it hadn't, but like, of course it did. And so now when I feel something, I think, 
is it just like, am I just stressed? Is like something happening? Like maybe it's just my normal pains. So I'm just going to deal with it. And so while I might know that the pain is a little different in my body, but then I kind of think, well, maybe it's just a new development of this other pain and that's the way it is. I mean, that... And that's all done in the fear of going to the doctors and them doing a bunch of tests and it being nothing. Because for a while for me, that's what it was. It was going in and them being like, it's nothing until they found the something. And luckily it didn't get too bad to where I had horrible permanent damage, like especially to my optic nerves, like because people, this fluid can crush your optic nerves and you can never regenerate that. And you can never regenerate that site. And a lot of people with PTC deal with that. And so luckily that hadn't happened to me yet, but it's just like, at what cost? I mean, this, this recently just happened to me. It's not a thing. It's still something I deal with where I was having pains and I was like, yeah, it burns a little bit when I pee. Like, yeah, the back, like my back flank sides like are hurting and are really sensitive to touch. And yeah, I'm in a lot of pain and it didn't take an, like, it took me until I was like in bed, unable to breathe, like crying for my boyfriend, Martin to be like, okay, you're going to wake up tomorrow morning. Let me know how you feel, like be honest. And then we'll go to an urgent care. And I went to the urgent care and there was still part of me and they were like saying UTI, kidney infection, all of these things. And still in my head, I was like, no, like it can't be like, I, I like, what if it's not like, I'm just preparing for like the worst for them to be like, oh, it's not anything. We don't quite know what it is. And me being like, okay, now where do I go from here? Um, and I just had a friend who dealt with that where she went in with the same exact symptoms and they were like, it's not this and we don't know. So it's like, it can go so many ways. So I was going in with the same kind of feelings and symptoms. And I was like, it's just gonna, am I just like having like sympathy pain for her? Because she just had this like a week ago. It was so close in time a part that I was like, this is just sympathy pain. Like I don't have anything. And I did the thing. I peed in the cup. Like they did the test and I did, I had an infection and it had spread to my kidneys because I didn't come in early enough. Cause I didn't think, Oh, maybe there is something wrong and maybe I should just get it checked out. And so later that week when I was having other pains, I was like, you know what? Let's go in. Let's just check it out just cause. And I did. And honestly, it ended up being not a big deal. It wasn't really anything to worry about, but it was good. It was good that I checked it out. And I still, and I was still apologizing to Martin. I was like, Martin, I'm sorry. You just had to sit in the hospital for eight hours to wait for me for it to be nothing. And he was like, are you kidding? Like, I'm so happy it's nothing. And I'm happy we checked it out because I'm glad we know now. And I was like, you're right. So it's like getting over this fear of it being quote nothing and like accepting your pain as like as a real thing and saying, hey, what I'm feeling is valid and the pain I feel is 
pain that I'm feeling. And maybe it's attributed to other things. And maybe it is like the other like illnesses in my body acting up or like my body being inflamed. Or maybe it's that I wasn't getting a ton of sleep and my stress was on overload or maybe it was because I do like my it maybe it is because my gallbladder is exploding whatever it is like all of that pain is valid like whatever it comes from you're still feeling the pain and that's and that's still something and so like even though you might not want to go to the doctor for the fear that it might be the nothing or for the fear that a doctor might like kind of tell you it's nothing in a way that doesn't make you feel particularly great. I think there's something to be said about going in and like I said, advocating for yourself and just saying, Hey, I, I am feeling these things and like, I should be able to get that checked out without questioning myself or questioning everything in my life. <laughs> so I think that's kind of where I'll end it. I mean, everyone's experience is going to be different. Like I started this podcast, I'm just reiterating it now. Like you have to find what works for you. Some people like hate going to the doctor. <laughs> Some people are really figuring it out for themselves. And some people don't even get sick. And like, I don't, everyone just has their own experience and their own experience with doctors. I mean, I'm not going to lie. Every time I go to a doctor, I'm always like, I get nervous. I go to urgent cares and they get, they get nervous about my prior medical history. And so a lot of the times they send me to the hospital. So sometimes I'm like, I don't want to go to the doctor because I know I'm going to have to go to the hospital today and I don't want to go to the hospital today particularly. So there's, oh, there's so many factors about going, but I think, I think it's okay if you do. Like, I think it's okay if you go to the doctor and nothing serious is wrong. And I think it's okay to get that diagnosis and go, wait, I want a second opinion or I want a third opinion, or I want a fourth opinion, because sometimes it takes a lot of opinions until one doctor is like, wait, have they done this test on you? Or have you considered that it's also Lyme disease? Like things like that, where you're like, okay, no, I haven't. Let's go down that path. So yeah, advocate for yourself. Go to the doctor, be like, hey, this is what's going on. I'm feeling things. Yeah, I looked it up on the internet. I'm human. <laughs> like, give me the facts, buddy. And if you can't, then I'm going to keep trying until I do. And I think, I guess if anyone's listening to this and they haven't really found out what's wrong with them or they are still on that journey to finding answers, like, uh, like, like, Godspeed, my friend. Like, it is hard. And if you want to talk, like, send in an email, message me, talk to your friends, talk to your family, like it, talk to a therapist, like find, find support for yourself. Cause it's a hard road and you shouldn't have to go at it alone. So yeah, honestly, that, in, that, that, that applies to everything too. <laughs> if you're having a hard time 
Talk to who you need to talk to. You shouldn't have to go at it alone. Okay. On that note, um, I'll be posting this episode from Las Vegas this week. I'm excited for this week to come. And I will talk to you guys next week. What? Hmm. Let's like, what topic's going to be next week? I'm thinking either something to do with college and disabilities, because as the school year winds to an end, maybe I'll do a poll. I think I said that last time and I still didn't do a poll. Whatever. Maybe that or maybe alternative ways of medicine and what I've kind of done in my life other than just like a Western medicine pharmaceutical route. Oh, I was so close to getting through this episode without a burp and I just burped and it's been hours since I ate, but alas, <laughs> here we are. And that is how we are ending this episode. So have a good, whatever time it is, wherever you are. And I will talk to you next week. Bye.